Welcome to Tea Time, the podcast. I am Cassie Marina, fondly known as the Branding Queen, and I am a digital branding expert helping businesses get online and thrive doing so. I am passionate about sharing my knowledge through content creation like this podcast, online classes, and workshops as well as through the services of my branding agency to help you develop your online systems. Think of this podcast as the place to get the latest advice, strategies, tips, news, and inspiration on building your brand online using the tools available to us, but most importantly, thought-provoking content to improve your mindset to maximize on these tools and put context to day-to-day developments in the online world of business with a little bit of tea edition facts and sass because I really want you to thrive online. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let's begin. So hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time the Podcast. And this is a live recording of the podcast on Instagram. I'm trying to do more of these these days. So if you're tuning in live, catching the replay on Instagram TV, or simply tuning in via the podcast or YouTube, welcome, welcome. And thank you for clicking play today. So thank you for being my guest today, Steph. Thank you for having me and inviting me to be on Tea Time. I'm actually really excited. (laughs) Oh, great. So I usually like to let my guests introduce themselves because I feel like nobody else is going to introduce you better than you, you know, unless I have like something written. (laughs) So just go and just tell us who you are and you can dive straight into the first question, which is how you got started. So just give us a background of, you know, who you are and how you got into being a systems geek like myself. Um, so I'm Stephanie Crystal. Uh, I'm a system strategist and business operations coordinator. I have been a systems geek, I think, since I could organize my desk in grade one. <laughs> okay, so you're like a bit OCD. A little. Um, I've just always liked things organized and things pretty. And I used to, I remember being, um, a kid and trying to start a business at school of like organizing other people's desks and their like pencil boxes and that kind of thing. Oh my gosh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> so this was a long time in the making, whether I realized it or not. Um, mm. So I started, I'm going to just say it. I'm also a little nervous because live is always nerve wracking. So I'll let it off my chest. That's, uh, okay. <laughs> that's totally okay. I know like that's like a trick of, public speaking where it's like if you're nervous just tell the audience because something about just stating it and just getting it off your chest allows you to release it exactly and it's more genuine I think after you just kind of feel like well they know I'm nervous so they know that if I'm doing this or that it's probably nerves um so I have been working in the public or corporate as well as private sector for now I've done admin I've done finance I've event planning I've done project coordination staffing anything that required any kind of coordinating organizing I somehow always became that go-to person in in my work world as I call it and that um, a few years back actually I hit a spot where I had uh, some friends and some family members a few years of just um, some tough times of people getting sick and that really brought to me the importance of flexibility and having the freedom of not having to ask permission to have time off to take care of those things. And that kind of led to me realizing that there was this whole online world where you could work from anywhere. And when I say work from anywhere, I know we always get the like standard picture of like working from the beach. No, I don't want sand in my laptop, (laughs) but I always find that one hilarious, but in the sense that, yeah, like whether you're in one country or another country, or even with current circumstances, the way things are, that really appealed to me that I, if I had my laptop and I had internet, I could uh, work and help other people. Um, 
As for the systems, like I said, since I was a kid, I've always loved organizing. I like putting things together. I always think I'm not organized enough, but I always get the comments, you're the most organized person I know, Steph. So <laughs> I figured, and I get questions. So um, a few years ago, I was inspired. So while that was going on is when I discovered our good friend, Alex, and saw her starting her own online business with photography and what she was doing at that point. And that kind of motivated encouraged me to realize I could do something similar right so I started working at first um, as a VA I started helping clients and just helping with the projects they were having and then I kind of grew and unfolded more into um, business operations and coordinating it um, so yeah that's where I'm at now and I feel like I just lost my train of thought so feel free to ask me <laughs> <laughs> all right so I'm going to jump straight into what are systems and why are they important? I love this question. <laughs> I love this question because I think... Spell the tea, spell the tea and <laughs> all of the myths. Well, there's a big misconception that, or at least I feel like that, um, that systems are the tools. So like Asana, Google Drive your email, those aren't systems. They're the tools you use within your systems. What the systems. Exactly. Um, for me, like, I kind of look at it as a recipe. That's the analogy I kind of use. So you have your ingredients, and then you have the steps that lead you to creating the cake or the muffins. I like to bake, so this is why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, makes sense. Um, so it's like, the tools that you use are the ingredients and then the actions you take are, and the processes are the steps you're doing it and what order to do it so that you're basically rinse and repeat versus reinventing the wheel each time. So why, and I, I understand like to some people, like we tend to geek out about systems. I know to some people they're like, I don't want to sit there and figure it out. And, and then it, these step by steps and it can seem tedious, but the results are awesome because you end up feeling, you know what the next steps are you don't have to rethink each time you don't like, and it gives you more space to actually be creative. Like a lot of times we see it as like a block that systems would hold us back. And it's going to box you into this rigid routine. Exactly. But yeah, for me, that's, I feel like it's your framework. And then mm -hmm. from your framework, you can kind of go out. Like if there's one day that it's not feeling for you, sure. You, you can go off if you're not, because for me, I'll, I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting excited. So my brain's going everywhere. Um, mindset has a lot to do with it. It is because mindset also has a lot to do with it. I think that's something people don't realize as well is how much your mindset has to do with the systems in your business. It's not just about creating. Yes, I call it a recipe. It's great. But if at the end of the day, you're creating a chocolate cake and you hate chocolate, it doesn't really help. You know what I mean? Like you have to also have the right mindset that you want to stick to it and that you want to follow that recipe because of what it's going to give you. And you want to follow that framework because of what it's going to empower you to do and give you the uh, courage to, to do it. It kind of takes like, even today, like I set up my system for how I was going to go online. Why? Because it relieves that stress. I know the technology part is, working now I know that the screen part is working if I need to write something down so I can just kind of focus on my mindset and, and kind of calm my nerves down at the beginning and the excitement <laughs> and go for it what I was gonna say is I really love the analogy of a recipe rather than the tools because the tools would be in the case of like baking it's the the whisk or the butter it's like the ingredients in a bit but you know but more the tools like the pan and all of those things but the system is really the entire recipe and the guy that's going to take you step one step two step three so it's more of like um the technique of your business in a sense yeah but i also want to agree that systems excite me especially like from a business standpoint because it allows you to lead more efficiently. 
because it's nothing worse. And again, it also helps build a brand experience because there's nothing worse than entering someone's business, whether physically or virtually. And then you have to constantly ask them questions like, okay, well, what's next? Or so what's going to happen next? I feel more comfortable purchasing from somebody who seems like they know that they have their shit together. And it's like, okay, they're already answering the questions before you even have a chance to answer them. And then that makes me feel like, oh, okay, they have it together. They know what's next. Um, and it, it makes me just trust them more. So it also builds um, trust even faster. And we know how it goes when it comes to like branding and a business. It's that, you know, that no like and trust factor. And all of that is going to support your branding and build your brand because you have loyalty and you ultimately want to build brand loyalty. You don't just want to get one sale and then after, you know, the experience was a mess. So I'm not going to go back there. And this is the role I see systems playing, whether it's online or offline, is knowing what comes next. And then from the perspective of the business owner, I just feel less anxiety. Agreed. And it can be fun. That's the other thing. I think people <laughs> do it in a fun way. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's my misconception a little bit that I feel like sometimes people think like, oh, it's going to be tedious. And it's and like, no, it can be fun. You can, you can. Or even know. boring. Yeah. And I felt like promoting this. I was like, oh, people will be thinking, here would system. I'm so bored. <laughs> it but. is, but it, I find it can be like you don't have to be doing it in a way like I'm huge about customization. I'm huge about doing it in a way that feels good for you and feels good based on what your goals are and what you're aiming towards. And the system is just about breaking down things you already doing into smaller pieces so that they're easier to repeat and they're easier to do, which gives you more freedom to create and think and not just focus on the operations of your business. So I think a lot of us that create online businesses have this creative side as type A personality as I am. I do like to create, I do like to play around with things and stuff like that. And having that framework actually gives you more freedom to do that because you know what's going on with your time. You're not reinventing the wheel each time and trying to figure out, oh, what did I do last time? Well, did I have a template for template? Yeah. It, yeah. it just takes the thinking out of these smaller decisions that we have to make on a daily basis so that we can focus on things that we actually like, like branding and designing <laughs> <laughs> and all of that. So that's for me kind of in a long winded way, I guess what systems are and why you need them. I think they create such value. And it's also, like I said, a bit back to mindset, it reduces the overwhelm, it reduces having to guess, it reduces feeling that frustration of looking, wasting time looking for something that you know, you already created, but you can't find it. So you're going to recreate it when you could be doing something else. So and we've all been there, like, there's always moments where because we're growing, right? So there's moments where your systems haven't caught up necessarily to where you're at. So it goes out the window a little bit, but it's okay. You come back, you reset, and you start again fresh. And when I say start again, it doesn't mean necessarily I have to start again with the system, but just getting reset. back to that flow. Yeah, a reset. Yeah, get back in the groove. Because, I mean, we, we, those of us who already love and use Asana know the feeling of, oh my gosh, I fell off of using Asana because I started to see everything turn red. <laughs> And then we don't look at it and then we kind of abandon it, but we don't really abandon it. We just kind of fall off the consistency of like logging in, looking at the asana, taking things off, um, rearranging the dates to suit life because the fact is life happens and it's not going to happen perfectly as you set it up in asana. When you put the dates, you have to be able to be flexible. And I think now I've learned to be able to log into asana and see things be read. And be like, oh, okay, this just means I need to like update those due dates. Fun you know, like maybe this isn't a priority anymore. I agree with that. Also, fun fact, I removed the dates. <laughs> so what I did for, because I totally understand that feeling. Like sometimes you get behind, life gets in the way. You can, even the perfectly laid plan 
something will always happen. It, it's just the way life is, things mm -hmm. happen unexpectedly. And for a little while, when I kind of set it up in the asana for myself that I have dates like above of what I'm focusing on for those two weeks, but I stopped putting the date dues as much so they wouldn't turn red. Because sometimes I was giving myself a week to do the things, but if it's off by a day, I kind of, and I relook at it and I review it, but unless it had an actual fixed date, like if it's an appointment that I've put in there and it has a fixed date and time, that's different. I kind of removed some of the date deadlines just because I was like, why am I giving myself that added strength? The tool is supposed to yeah. be helpful. It's an added layer of like stress. Exactly. Well, for me, I really used to use the dates like for like in business operations, unless I'm giving myself a deadline that's going to happen within this week. So yeah. that's how I would give myself priority. But for the most part, I don't put due dates on like everything. And then the only thing I put due dates on is project, well, client projects. So that okay. they know by when I need this submitted. And that's really to help them stay accountable. So they get that automatic email and it takes the, um, the burden, I should say, off of me to like manually write them an email to see, hey, how are things coming along? I mean, I still do that just to make them feel comfortable. But I, for, when it comes to like task, certain things, they'll get that automatic reminder via email um and then as i'm going through my own task i would set okay let's say so we have different steps in the project i would then put a deadline as i reach another step so that the client can log in and say okay she's gonna have this by this date so it's it's again to support brand expectations and brand experience so they kind of feel at ease and they don't have to wonder what's happening what's next exactly Did she forget about me you know things like that and i feel like those little things really do help support you know your brand building activities because like i constantly tell people you know branding never ends it's something that you're constantly cultivating and i love when you were saying that there's two things i love the fact that one you adapted it to what works for you and your mm -hmm. client and I also like the fact that you're adding the dates as the other step above kind of gets accomplished. Like you're not going too far ahead, which is also yeah. overwhelming for the client and less overwhelming for you. So it's, that's exactly when I was saying customization, it's those little things like figuring out what's going to work for you in your business and for the way your mind works, but also work for the kind of clients you're attracting. Right. So I love that. Like, that's what I mean by taking a tool like Asana and then customizing it. You're using it that way. I use it my way. Neither way is wrong or right. Right or wrong, right. Yeah, it's really about making it work. And it's different too. Like for me, I, f I have two kind of categories that really, um, like if I'm working with somebody, it's is your goal to organize to reduce your own overwhelm or is your goal because you're also planning to onboard somebody? Because that also changes things, right? If it's just for yourself and you're not planning to onboard anybody anytime soon onto your team, you can make things a little bit even more customized to just the way you work. If you're onboarding somebody, well, then it needs to be in a way that it's clear to them and clear to you. So that for me is like usually a directional, like a key question I ask because right. it'll change how we're going to create your systems. It'll change how you're going to adapt. Is it that they need to have access to certain things that, but if you're working on your own, you have access to everything. You don't have to worry about those kind of things. Right. That's yeah. yeah. One thing you can keep in mind, even if they, like, you don't foresee people needing access to things, you should at least create template projects. So if you hire somebody on an as-need basis, you kind of have at least all these steps laid out. So they know how you like to do things and what comes for the second and third. So always document anything that you repeat, like you repeatedly do over in your business. Yeah, and that goes for sure whether you're working on your own or with somebody else. Because even for yourself, like publishing, oh, yeah. there should be a checklist of what you need to do for each blog post before you it goes live and what you need to take care of. Your brain uh, is made to process information. It's not made to keep retaining information, if that makes sense. Like you have a computer, 
okay, I'm not the best tech for this, but in a computer, you have the memory and then you have the processor. So your brain is the processor. The memory is your systems. It's where you take notes. It's where you write things down. It's where you save things. That's what that is for. It's not made for you to remember all the steps you need to do in this example to post the blog post in your mind. It should be somewhere where you can follow those steps. And if you do it while you're I can relate to that because many times I think, oh, let me just go write a quick blog post. And then I remember, okay, now I have to make the thumbnail graphic, the Pinterest graphic. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, this is why we have a checklist. So we kind of like go over. So even when you think you're done, you can look over to see, okay, what did I miss before I click the publish button? So I'm not like feeling like I'm constantly running a rat race, running behind things I need to do before I promote, I'm able to promote it. Cause I might publish the blog post, but then I realize, oh, I still have to create Pinterest graphics to pin to Pinterest. And okay, now I need a graphic for Instagram so that I can promote this blog post. Now I have to create Instagram stories and whatever else that you use as your distribution channel to promote your content. So I think we kind of, naturally went into the benefits and value of being organized in your business. Um, one of the things I have here is like, what, what are your thoughts on mindset in all of this? And not simply being organized for the sake of being organized. So we kind of touched on that, but you know, what else would you want to add in terms of like people who just want to be organized for the sake of being organized? Because apparently that's a thing. I think, um, in my opinion, it's about you won't stick to it if you're just doing it to follow a trend or to follow because the person you love following online suddenly signed. Like you mentioned Asana, and I will happen to love Asana, but that doesn't mean Asana is for everybody. Um, if you're more like, I remember having a client who was like, but Steph, like, I love, like, the visual aspect. I like seeing things laid out. And she had kind of written out all these notes on, you know, the flip charts that you use in meetings. And she had them, like, on her wall. And I was like, well, in your case, maybe a tool like Milanote is more what you need. Because it basically is a whiteboard, a digital whiteboard, where you can kind of do that same factor. So um, I think... Uh, and do not get me wrong, I totally go down the rabbit hole of new tools and checking them out and trying not to transfer everything over because I get excited about something like I've told you recently, I started using Notion, which I'm sticking mm -hmm. to. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> okay. But it and also with the kind of work I do, I like exploring these new tools because I like being able to recommend and suggest new tools to clients when let's say something right. isn't good. Kind of, it's your job to kind of have some familiarity with the most used tools out there. Yes, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Because <laughs> it's great, but then I tend to go down the rabbit hole. But so I think the other factor is, um, I for me at least, when it comes to the mindset, it's are you organizing because you want growth in your business? Because that's kind of what it's about too. It's about being able to, expand your business because ideally um and i'm not saying you have to become a huge company like everybody has their own perspective of what they want their business to look like what the amount of work but i do um i think having some help we're all human we all need help um mm -hmm. hiring whether it's a podcast editor or whether it's uh, a copywriter that you're hiring or whether um you're working with uh, a va or a virtual assistant all of those things, if you want growth in your business, whatever that looks like for you, having these, that should be your kind of motivation for your systems. It should be about the mindset of making you feel more on top of your game, more confident, more um, giving your clients a better experience, um, which is going to, by giving your clients a better experience, because you have that mindset, you're going to, not only are you going to look more professional, you're going to feel more confident when you're actually talking to them. And that's going to create that they share the, their experience with you. They're going to be more willing to give you um, great testimonials. They're going to be more, it's, it's kind of this. Um, ripple effect. Sorry, what did you say? I said a ripple effect. I said dominoes, same thing. <laughs> so like, I think we don't, 
realize how much the mindset can have an impact on that um, and how much it can infect you, like logging into your space, getting ready to work and knowing what's next and knowing that the steps you're taking are aligned with the goals that you have for yourself. Um, I think that's a huge part that people think it's like, oh, just about learning a new tool and okay, just by setting up the processes. Yes, that's obviously part of it, but it's also a whole section of learning, um, building confidence within yourself, feeling like a leader, feeling strong, uh, and like the CEO that you are in your business. Awesome. So how would you suggest someone to get started with implementing systems into their business when everything feels like it's a mess? Okay. Um, I think the first thing is to decide is your goal to uh, correct something that's frustrating or driving you nuts? Or is your goal that you want to hire somebody to come help you with whatever's driving you nuts? So depending on your response, that's the first question. So if your motivation is that you want to bring on a VA to handle blog posts, then start with that. Start with whatever is going to give you the most immediate relief. So this is what I'm saying. Mindset is a key part of it. For me, the reason you do that, you're going to automatically see results from that. It's going to motivate you to keep doing other parts of your business. Um, so that's my first thing. Um, my second thing is don't think, I don't know how many of you uh, like Marie Kondo and hers. She doesn't do it all in a day. It doesn't get overhauled in a day. It's by taking little bits, giving yourself. Um, like one section first and then you move around kind of like a house you start with one room first instead of trying to battle the whole house in one day exactly like exactly so i can even give the example of like i wanted to switch over first of all i, I like notion so before switching everything over i played around with it a little bit i took some notes in it to check if i liked it i realized i did prefer it to certain tools i was using and it was replacing other tools like i was kind of being able to compartmentalize not compartmentalized, I was being able to condense the number of tools I was using by using this one tool. I didn't throw my whole business in it. I started with one section and then another section I started on it and then bit by bit. And then you can also hire help outside to help you do that as you grow. Uh, but that's my other thing is, so the first one is figure out what really is your, your pain point. And secondly, start with a small step in how to get started. Um, I would also recommend figuring out what the big areas of your business are because um, it kind of will. So, for example, usually it's uh, operations, uh, some kind of marketing or lead generation. It's going to be um, I'm having a blank now because I'm actually trying to say it. Uh, <laughs> so figuring out those main hubs. There we go. Main hubs of your business because that's going to kind of transcend anything. It's going to transcend into your emails. When you're creating your folders for your emails, it's going to be those main hubs again. When you're organizing your files, it's going to be those main areas again. And it also makes it easier for you to remember. If you're repeating the same sections and words everywhere, you don't have right. to remember as much. They're just going to become automatic and familiar. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. If you have made it this far in the episode, that means you are enjoying this episode or getting some value out of it. So now would be a great time to click pause, screenshot this podcast and share to your Instagram stories or your favorite social media platform. Bonus points if you click the subscribe button and leave a review. Done? Okay, great. Let's get back to the show. So let's get into the exciting part because people are probably dying to hear about like specific tools. What are tools every entrepreneur should have in their business and a few of your favorites? And uh, I mean, not just what every entrepreneur should have, but just some of the basics, like a, some kind of starting point that you think could benefit most entrepreneurs regardless of the type of business they are solopreneur team etc etc um okay i email management is definitely one of them i personally use gmail i think it's my 
favorites so far. I do like also how it integrates with Google Drive and with Google Docs and all those things. It actually has, if you are an Asana fan, it has an integration also with Asana and there's a few things, you, cute th cool things you can do with it. Uh, yes. This is noteworthy. So if you're tuning in live, go grab a pen really quickly. Even if you're listening to this on YouTube, on the podcast, pause, grab a pen and make notes. So you don't have to like come back and find where she said it, like make the notes. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gmail is my first one. I would recommend any kind of email management. If you happen to like the mail uh, app on uh I have a Mac on your computer. You can use that too. You can actually connect your Gmail to it and still get the benefits of both if ever you need. Um, my second one would be some kind of, and this I want to clarify, there's project management and there's task management. It, it's not always the same thing. Tasks are within your projects. So uh, I use Asana. I do use Asana with a combination of Notion. Um, right. So Asana, I really use it to... Uh, I really use it for task management. That's primarily, it's all my tasks live in there. What does not live in there is the notes on how that project is going to get fulfilled or how that project is going to happen or the breakdown of the research I've done for that project or anything like that does not live in Asana. It's really just what are the, the action steps and how did I break down that project into small pieces? So mm -hmm. I, some kind of task manager is very important. So like I said, Asana is one. Um, you can also use for task management, something like Todoist, uh, you could also use ClickUp, um, I'm trying to think which other ones, there's a few, like I usually keep a stack of list, um, and don't be quick to change yours. It's not because Cassie and I love Asana that you have to go running to switch and change to Asana. If well, I'm biased. I think everyone <laughs> I love it. And I totally well, at least give it a solid solid chance because most times people are resistant to it and it seems difficult but I find most people as soon as they get the hang of it they go from like from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum which is absolutely loving it because at first like you don't know where to start and again I think that's because you need to have a handle on what your system is and yes. at first, I didn't have a system so I couldn't figure out how I would want to use Asana until my systems eventually came. And I'm not sure how they came, but definitely by starting to use templates. Agreed. And that's when I realized how these templates became like part of me building my systems. It just made life so much better. Well, it's, it's exactly, I completely agree with that, Cassie. Like, it's exactly why I said figuring out the main hubs of your business and then tracking what are you doing already that you're repeating all the time. Like, if you really want to place yeah. the stuff, figure out what are the, like, three or four main areas of your business. Usually, like I said, it's operations, marketing, um, clients, and uh, archives. If you want to start with those four, that's fine. And then from there... Focus on the ones that you're doing the most or have the most impact in your business. So like if you're blogging all the time, then that's one. Don't start creating. But if you're uh, or if you're sending a newsletter weekly, then create the process for that and just start documenting or creating a checklist for it and bit by bit grow from there. Um, even if you don't fully flush it out, you already have a base for anything you might want to delegate later or when you're forgetting or that week where everything is going crazy. It'll kind of be your... That's why I call it like the brain of your business. Like basically you're creating this hub where even when life gets stressful or frustrating, you can kind of come back to this point zero to get back and say, okay, this is where I need to get going. This is where I was going. This is my area. This is what I need to get refocused on to get back on track because those moments of us getting off track, they're never going to go away. There's never going to be a point in life. Yeah. Where you're completely like, nothing's ever going to 2020 has definitely shown us that. Yeah. <laughs> and fantastic example. Yes. And it's about creating this foundation and this hub in your business. That's basically your point zero, your, your resets place, your place to get back on track when life throws you COVID. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness, I swear that should be a quote. <laughs> okay, I'm going to remember that. That's going to be the quote graphic to come out of this. <laughs> oh, what did I just do to myself? <laughs> that is good. But it is. And so, um, just so that we get back, so definitely you need some kind of email management tool. You definitely need a, a task management tool, uh, a project management tool as well. Um, for me, project management, yes, it's breaking down it into smaller pieces, but it's also where you're doing that research, where you're flushing things out, where you're writing. For me, right now, it's Notion, but you can definitely use something like Evernote. You can also use Google Drive and by using Google Docs or Google Sheets. Um, mm. If you're using certain of these tools, I also, if it's working for you, don't change it. If you're happy with it and it feels good, yeah. <laughs> Don't change it right away. I swear, you're, you're like segueing into the next point so seamlessly. Okay. <laughs> As on that point, if it's working for you, what's the reason for changing? I know sometimes for those of us who are passionate about systems and we have this inclination to like make it better and get it better and have it more polished and have your house a little more in order, what what are your thoughts on on that where you know you just feel like you need to change things or update something um we i don't know about you i see it online a lot when they talk about shiny object syndrome when it comes to ideas in your business and what you focus on the same thing happens when you're organizing your business um my thoughts are if it's like i just said if it's working for you don't change it the reason for changing it is you're frustrated, it's driving you crazy, or you're looking to bring on team members again, or you're looking to bring on um, a VA and build that team. And the way it's currently working would not be clear to somebody else. So in that case, you do kind of have to adapt and switch because you're becoming a, more the CEO in your business and your team needs, you need to be able to support your team. So- we have to realize, I think, which sometimes it's hard because it's our business and it's our baby and we want to take care of it, that you have to kind of build it in a way that somebody else can actually be at their best to help you. If they don't have the tools and they don't have the accessibilities, they can't help you. A lot of times people hire VAs and they feel like, oh, it didn't work out. It's yeah. your job to onboard them. It's your yeah. job CEO, to show yeah. your business. Yeah. Because I have something to say about it. Because I feel like people think the VA is going to just come and work magic. But really, they are there to support your already existing systems. Unless this VA is someone like you that specializes in cleaning up and implementing a system for you, then it's the average VA who doesn't specialize in that can't help you. And if that's what you're looking for, then you should definitely communicate that from the get-go so that you know if you're one, hiring the right person, and two, they know, okay, when I come, I'm coming prepared to like assess everything and see how we can build a system for your business. And then it's their job to build those systems. And then, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? But basically carry out that, those systems on a day-to-day -day basis. No, exactly. Like they, you have to be able, you have to show them how you want things. You have to be able to communicate it. I don't think sometimes we forget how important, especially when you're a solopreneur, how important that communication is. If you want it to work well together and really have, um, to me, it's a team. You're building a team. You're not just hiring somebody. You're building this team that's going to help your business grow. Um, it's important that um, by having these places and that's like when you were just to go back to your question too about like when is it time to change so that's a time to change it's a time to reassess it and see okay like would this work and if it does work it doesn't mean you have to change all of it what are the like for example like how are they going to log in how are they going to access files that they need do they need to access files maybe they don't need to access any kind of files or what software are they going to access like something I also recommend it's a definite you should have if you're planning to hire a team is anything to do with um, I use LastPass, but there's also uh, 
one password, I think, which is a way that you can save your passwords and share the access without actually sharing the password that you have. And that allows a team member to log in and out. Let's say if you need them to log in and out of Canva or you need them to log in and out of your email because they're doing email management for you. So it's really getting clear on A, what do you want to delegate, which I recommend things that drive you crazy. Just because you can do them doesn't mean you should be. Um, and two, really figuring out, okay, what does that process look like for them? So even before when you were asking me like where to get started, if your next goal, like I know one of my next goals is to hire a VA. I'm already having that in my mindset when I'm switching things and taking a look at like, okay, well, what would I want to delegate to that person? And if yes, are those things set up to be delegated that they could jump in and I could show them and teach them and it'd be easy for them to start being able to provide me with the support that I need. Um, I think those are the areas where you're changing. And also, like I said, primarily if it's driving you nuts, if you're frustrated and you're getting angry and you're feeling those, it's, you are not going to be producing good quality work if you're annoyed already when you just got started because you can't find five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't think we realize the impact of the mindset as much, like how huge it is that it's not really about creating systems for the sake of just having things organized and pretty. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love things organized and pretty, but it's also really for that functionality. I'm sorry. No, I'm supporting what you're saying by saying it's like how your brain works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huge because, part. Like I was telling you, like, I'm organized, but then I see you have a freebie and I'm thinking, oh, I should download this freebie because maybe I could really have my life in order. But then it's like, but I don't want to change things because I don't want to have files not connect when I'm designing something and I can't find it. And yeah, so that's when I realized, you know, it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. And I mean, I love, I, I worked hard on that freebie. That's, it's actually a great way if you were looking for the categories in your business, it's a great, and also taking what you need from it. Like, I was not about to say that you can use it as a starting point, as a guide, but you don't have to literally you know, have to use it exactly as is. Yeah, there's no, I think that's sometimes a, con a conception as well, that there's no right or wrong way to do it. If it's causing frustration, then it's wrong. Oh, your phone. <laughs> no, she won't stop walking around, I guess, <laughs> on she's camera. She's just walking up and down. This is the first time she's actually walking like on this desk. So I don't know what's up with her. Maybe she's like really enjoying your voice. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Where does that sound coming from? <laughs> I'd have to travel a little far though to get close. Come on, you have to go down. Okay. But, um, yeah, so like I, it, there's no, I don't want to say there's no wrong way to organize things sometimes. If it's causing you frustration, it's an indicator. Like if you're frustrated, then that's a time for change. If you're looking to hire somebody, then it's a change um if your business is growing that's the yeah. other thing I th is a mindset when it comes to change the point in your business is to grow if you're growing as a person and we're constantly trying to improve ourselves and become a better version of ourselves and we're also constantly growing and trying to grow our business to the level that we want for it, then you can't expect your systems not to change along with that because you're changing. If your mind is changing, then the way you look at things is changing. The way you remember things is more important. I'm also a big proponent of simplifying, especially to my fellow detail-oriented people. Mm. Details are great, but sometimes you need to just stay back, take a step back and go, how can I make this simple? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like cutting from in the fat, right? Exactly. So much that you just don't need. So when I'm doing a live recording of the podcast, I try not to like engage with the comments like verbally, but I do want to like read Arc Virtual Solutions comment because it's such a great addition to the point that you were making. And they said, yes, a lot of people want to hire a VA, but have no clue where to start or how to delegate to them. And mm -hmm. that's, that's really important. And it's like, by all means, hire. I, I really believe that 
VAs are a great addition or um, option if you aren't in the position or you just don't want to hire staff, but you just need someone on an admin basis, hire a VA, but this is now the time where you want them to not come into chaos because then that's going to be very frustrating for them as well. And it's not just with VAs, but any type of staff, you have to onboard them to the way that you do things. Exactly. And it's also about clarifying with them in the beginning. Is that something that they do? Is it something that they're able to help you? Like you need to be open and explain and realize is maybe that one of your needs? Is it that it doesn't come naturally to you and it's something that, or you happen to really be a paper and pen person. Like I, when I need to flush out ideas, I love digital for the accessibility. I love, but I am a paper and pen girl. So I have my journal, I have my notes that I take sometimes at hand because it just free flows better. What I, I create a system where that free flow then gets turned into digital because it just makes it more easily accessible and we got to all love the copy paste feature and everything. So I totally agree with that, but it's not, you can't, you don't have to necessarily fight it. Just because you're a paper and pen person doesn't mean you have to fight it. It's figuring out how to incorporate it. And the same thing goes when you're hiring. Talk to that person. Is that something that they're going to help you do, help you figure out those, those aspects? Are they going to be able to give you a plan of how they're going to be able to implement and how we can kind of figure out um, what are those steps that you need to take to get your business systemized and, and working better. So it doesn't necessarily mean that there's no VAs, but you have to be aware that it's not necessarily part of what they're offering. And that's maybe a question you need to be asking them and whether you want to spend that time or you prefer to do it yourself. But again, you're the CEO, your time is valuable. Is that your yes. That is a mindset shift I think many um, solopreneurs and small business owners need to like have is that you're the CEO. Is this something that you should be doing? Is this more in the administrative um, sector of things, you know? I do have to make a PSA announcement or a public service announcement and I'm going to quote uh, Megan Minns, who I love. Just make sure though you're also not procrastinating. <laughs> okay. I'm giving her credit because she came up with that term and I am definitely guilty of it. There's planning that's functional and makes sense and is going to grow. And then there's procrastinating planning where you're just planning because it's easier to plan than actually do the work and put yourself out there. Um, so I do want to, I have to, as somebody definitely guilty of that um, many times over and I like to be genuine. I like to be honest. I totally get into procrastinating. It's usually when you're fighting things outside of your comfort zone and you would rather plan it every single little detail out than to actually take the action. Um, but as much as I love planning, you also have to, that's why I go back to the keeping it simple, like keeping it where it makes sense for you. It makes sense for whoever you're working with, if you are, but actually being able to take that action. Because the point of all this planning in this organization is to grow. So I want to add that in. I couldn't let this live go through without actually giving that disclaimer. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to wrap up before Instagram tell us, you know, you got to wrap it up. <laughs> Is we're going to just segue straight into the freebie, you know, let everybody know where they can connect with you. And if you need to, I know like I made a post yesterday saying that free content like consuming too much and from multiple sources can really keep you back from actually taking action and helping you decide what it is that you need. So I definitely encourage you to actually do um, book a strategy session with Stephanie. That's one of her um, options that she has, her call to actions for today. And I will also be including that in the description and the show notes of this podcast episode. And then she also has a free guide for you, which tell them all about it. I don't have the name of it here. Uh, get your files organized. So if you get frustrated with the idea of looking for files and you're trying to get that project done and you can't find that image or that uh, file that you need that has the copy in it. So it's basically um, a great basic start to how to get your files organized, whether it's in Google Drive, whether it's on your computer, whether it's in Dropbox, whatever tool you're using to uh, keep and back up your files. 
Um, it's a great starting point. Also, if you want to do for email management, a lot of what's in there. And like I mentioned before, scan it over, see what works for you and adapt it for you. It really is to give you a, a starting point. I know I'm somebody that I really need like that template base to starting off point to then adapt it to myself. And you yeah. can easily get it. You can just go to stephaniecrystal.com slash digital files and you're right. able to get um, that freebie. And it's, uh, I worked hard on it. I'm actually working on another one too that should be coming out within the next few weeks about how to get started in organizing your own business if you want to. Awesome, awesome. So if you are watching the replay on IGTV, you can click the arrow right here and all the links will drop down podcast is going to be in the show notes youtube is going to be in the description i'm going to link all of the links so that you can book the strategy session get the um freebie and to connect with her on all her platforms so she is stephanie stephanie crystal on instagram your website is stephaniecrystal.com it's pretty simple and straightforward <laughs> yeah <laughs> i try so, to keep <laughs> yeah definitely so thank you so much. This was like definitely needed. I hope this helped the listeners and they wrote down all of those tools. They go check them out. And it might be overwhelming. So don't allow yourself to feel overwhelmed. Just take it one day at a time. And definitely go holler at Stephanie if you need help figuring out what you need based on your business based on how your brain works and all of that good stuff and so, i just i love answering dms and just helping people figure it out so don't hesitate to do that and thank you so much cassia for having me i really appreciate it it was fun and i always like chatting with you anyways <laughs> what's that i said i always like chatting no matter what <laughs> oh yes yes <laughs> yes i enjoy chatting with you too we could actually go on and on I know we have to be careful. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Bye.